Wow, this year just flew by. Another year, another trip around the hamster wheel. Is my life going anywhere? You know, another year has gone by and what do I have to show for it? Socrates said, a life unconsidered is not worth living. Welcome to the Vanessa Landino podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Landino. So we skipped a week last week for the Thanksgiving holiday, and so I hope that if you're here in the States, you enjoyed a really lovely time with family and friends. I hope the food was awesome. And if you're abroad, if you're outside the United States, I hope you had a productive and fun couple of weeks. Whenever I skip a week, and I'll try and give you some warning next time, but whenever I skip a week, what I want to do is suggest that you just go back and listen to an episode that really struck you, that really sat with you. It's a good time to kind of go back and review. And by the way, guys, you're going to hear noises in this podcast that you're not used to hearing and neither am I. It's because I just moved into a new house and I don't have my studio set up yet. So if this sounds a little wonky, bear with me. We'll get it. We'll get it right soon. Jared and I are on the task. So this week, as this year draws to a close, and yes, I'm with you. I can't believe we're almost there. But as it draws to a close, I want to talk a little bit about how to take a personal inventory. Okay, so the old saying goes like this. If you shoot for nothing, you hit it every time. So taking a personal inventory is a great way to focus your mind on your goals, on your aspirations. And we're going to talk about nine categories in life and how we're doing in each one of those categories. We're going to apply some of the tools that we've learned way back in the first episode called growth. Okay, this is when those principles of growth come in really handy. And we're going to use two of them, radical self-honesty and self-compassion, when we do a personal inventory, okay? So let's practice seeing ourselves as we walk through this inventory together. Let's practice seeing ourselves through the most gentle, honest, and compassionate lens and really choosing to grow gently. Now, we all know that growth is difficult. And if we're not in relationship with people who encourage us to grow, and encourage us to transform into who we truly are, it's really easy to just go through life and we can do this year in, year out, and we're glued to a TV. We're stuck in relationships that aren't growing. We're working jobs that we don't care about. And we're truly wasting the years of our life on nothing. Now, you know me, I can be intense, and I hate to be grim here. It's not the goal, but we need to speak the truth, and we've got to acknowledge this. Every single one of us, every single one of us has the capability of wasting our lives on nothing. We don't know who we are. We don't really know why we're here. We don't have a sense of purpose. We don't know our meaning. Now, these are huge questions. I know that. These things fluctuate throughout the lifespan, but some of us never stop and ask. Some of us are just grinding through life or bopping through life or avoiding life or escaping life day in, day out. Well, my friends, I'm here to tell you that those days add up to years. And these can be years of our lives with no direction. And then we're just existing. We're not living. And we need to be living on purpose. We need to have a sense of who we are, what we're about, where we're going, why we're here, in order to be fulfilled. Now again, these are huge questions, and as wisdom unfolds within us and as life teaches us many things, we may not always stick to the same answers we have today. These are evolving things in our lives, but we need to at least be considering these things, okay? So today we're going to zero in on the areas of life that compromise a life well-lived. And let's see how we're doing, all right? I'm gonna make you a deal. You're only allowed to listen to this podcast if you agree 
to the following. No shame. That's the agreement. Okay. No shame. And when I say no shame, I mean like zero shame. None. Zip. Nada. No shame. As we ask these questions, as we consider these categories, as we really step back before the turn of the year, as we step back and look at our lives and think, how am I doing? How is my life going? Am I directing it or am I just taking cues from everyone and everything around me and swimming along with the pack, right? We're going to ask ourselves some really tough questions today. We have to be able to do this and agree, all of us listening, that we will not allow ourselves to dive into shame. It's useless. It's pointless. Embarrassment lets us know that we're being seen in a way that we're not comfortable with, we're not safe. Guilt is actually very healthy if it's real guilt. Guilt lets us know that we have operated outside of our value system and that we need to make choices that are back in line or aligned with our value system. So guilt is very functional. Shame is a total waste of energy and time, okay? So no shame. Wherever you are is exactly where you have built your life to be thus far. It's how far you've come, it's what you've built, And it deserves your attention, your honor, your recognition, your acknowledgement, and your honesty. Now, where you want it to go, let that inspire you, not shame you. Okay? So we're all agreed. No shame. A couple of you have suggested in the past that I should, you know, remind listeners to take notes. And I have never really felt comfortable doing that. It always feels pretentious to me. But today, just today, I'm actually going to suggest that you take notes. Or if you want, you can shoot me an email and I'll send you my notes for this podcast. The email is thepodcast at vanessalandino.com. So you can always get in touch with me that way. So that's one suggestion is today's going to be a day you want to take notes. The other suggestion is this. When you sit down to work on your yearly inventory, give yourself the gift of time. Now think about when companies do this or when retail stores do inventory, they close early, all employees are there, all hands on deck, it takes hours and hours and hours, and they do a thorough inventory of their goods. When a company does a thorough audit or a thorough inventory, a thorough accounting, they take the time to do that. How important is your life? I want you to take the time, give yourself the gift of time. Why? Because it takes time and thoughtfulness to really consider where your life is going. You're going to have to work through some of the emotions, some of the regrets. You're going to have to allow yourself to hope and dream a little bit. Don't rush through this. Take a couple of hours. My suggestion would be on a weekend morning with a good cup of coffee or a cup of tea, something you like to drink. Really dig into this inventory and dig into yourself. All right, let's dive in. So the nine categories we're going to look at are one, spirituality, two, love and intimacy, three, career, four, your community and social life, five, health and fitness, six, fun and play, seven, your finances, eight, your home environment, nine, your personal growth. Okay, spirituality, let's dive into this first. Let's define spirituality, and this isn't easy to do. There are so many nuanced definitions of the word spirituality and the concept of spirituality, but for today, for our podcast today, let's start with this concept. Spirituality is about awareness and connection, okay? Spirituality is about awareness and connection. 
Those are the principal and essential tenets of spirituality, awareness and connection. Now, the foundation of our spirituality, this is so obvious, the foundation of our spirituality is the understanding that we are spiritual beings. And what does that mean? Well, it simply means that we accept that we have a spirit. We are not simply flesh and bones. We have an energy, an essence, a soul, whatever words we're using to describe the part of us that is not material yet is still wholly us. Now, again, we could be here all day talking about this. Well, Vanessa, what's the difference between the soul and the spirit? What's the difference between the essence and the soul? We could be here all day talking about these things. They're very interesting, but that's not really the point. The point for us right now is just to talk about spirituality in the most basic way, which is it's the awareness that there is a part of us that is not material. It's spiritual. It's non-material. Okay. So the first part of spirituality is just our awareness of this. That's half of it. It's an ongoing and growing awareness of the essential nature of the self, which is spirit, okay? Then we can assess our spirituality by our conscious connection. Now, realize this. We are always spiritual, and we are always embodying the spirit part of us with the body. However, spirituality is about a conscious awareness of that and a conscious connection to that. It's about being aware and actively connected to your spirit. Now, what's a good metaphor? Uh, imagine a child who's separated from mother as an infant, okay? And that child will always and forever be that mother's child, that woman's child, right? But he or she might not be aware of it or even connected to their mother. But the fact of that connection will never change. It is what it is, okay? Because you are disconnected from yourself does not mean you are not spiritual. Because you are not aware or you do not admit that you have a spirit does not mean you are not spiritual. It just means you're not there yet. And I don't want that to sound condescending. It's just in my belief system and in what seems to be the truth of the human being, human beings are not simply flesh and blood. There is a, a non-material emotional, mental, energetic, whatever word you want to use for it, there is a part of us that is not material. That part, the awareness of that and your connection to that is your spirituality, okay? So spirituality is like this. We are spirit as much as we are flesh and bone. So the spirituality part, again, I'm going to say this again, it first comes from being aware, then connected. And now the connection is threefold. There are three areas of connection connection to the spiritual self, connected to others' spirits or spiritual selves, and our connection to the source. And this could be the name we have for this is typically God or energy. Some people say the universe or divine love or the divine, the divine mystery. I mean, we all have sort of names for the source of life. But they're all the same names and they're all pointing to the same spirit. And this really is spirituality. Now, let's talk about our spirituality and inventory it over the past year. So what we're going to do in every section is just talk about that, that category a little bit. Then we're going to dive into some questions to ask to ascertain how we're doing in that area and how we've been doing for the past year. So here are some questions that will inventory our spirituality and our spiritual growth. Has my sense of myself as a spiritual being changed at all this year? How? In other words, do I have more awareness of myself as a spiritual being? How did that come about? Has my sense of myself as a being connected to others changed at all this year? How? Has my energy positively impacted others? Has my energy or my spirit 
negatively impacted others? Has my relationship with nature changed this year? You know, many, many people, I think especially people who have been harmed or hurt in the church or really any organized religion, some people find great solace and meaning in nature. And that is so beautiful. It is so healthy. Nature is just part of us. We are part of nature. And so it's very, very normal, natural, and healthy for us to go into nature and feel our spiritual selves. So ask yourself some questions about nature. Has your relationship with nature changed this year? How did that come about? What has nature taught me about life? What has nature taught me about death? What has it taught me about others? What has it taught me about myself? What has nature taught me about God, about the divine source? What truth or what truths has nature revealed to me this year? So again, we can use nature. We're part of it. The same energy that makes us grow makes the plants grow. It's all the same energy. What has nature taught me this year? How has it affected me this year? Another question, have I become more or less aware of God in others? You know, some of us have a yoga practice. We're familiar with the word namaste. And it has a few nuanced meanings, but really the general meaning of namaste is the divine light in me greets the divine light in you. Some people will actually say the God in me acknowledges the God in you. That's what namaste means. That's what I mean about being aware and connected. Am I aware of the God in other people? The spark of life, the light, the energy that's driving their life. Am I aware of it and am I connected to it? How does this affect my relationships? When I am more aware, when I am more connected to the God in other people, how does it affect my relationship with them? Has my relationship with God, again, the universe, divine light, the higher power, the source of life, the source of love, how has that changed this year? What brought about those changes? What activities draw me closer in connection with the divine source of life? By the way, the term for activities that are supposed to bring you into closer connection with the divine source of life is religion. And I'll shut up. I'm not going to get too deep into this. But that is actually the point of religion. It is supposed to be rituals, activities, community that draws you closer in connection with yourself and with God. And if it doesn't do that, it's terrible religion. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So what activities draw me in closer connection with the divine source of life? When do I feel most connected to the source? When do I feel least connected to the source? How does my conscious connection with God affect my life? How does my conscious connection with the universe, that I'm part of it, that I belong here, that I'm part of divine energy, whatever energy there is in the universe that is growing and expanding is in me. How does my conscious awareness of that change me? How does a conscious connection to that force of energy affect my life? How do I see my own life in relationship to others' lives? Is it accidental? Is it intentional? Is my life happenstance? Was my life purposed? Is this different than the beginning of the year? Do I have a sense of purpose? If so, what is it? And here I want you to write it down. Don't worry, you don't have to chisel it on your tombstone. It can change, it can grow. But as I have today, as I know myself today, my purpose in this life is to what? And if not, 
If you don't know, is your purpose important to you? Why or why not? And as you look back on the year, are you closer to understanding what it is? Okay, second section, love and intimacy. Now, this is all about relationship with yourself first and then with others, okay? How is my relationship with myself at the end of this year in comparison with the beginning of the year? Let's break that down a little bit, okay? Do I like myself more? Do I like myself less? Do I love myself more or less? How are my boundaries? In which relationships are boundaries now easier to set than at the beginning of the year? And in which relationships do I still experience difficulty setting boundaries? Do I know myself more now than at the beginning of the year? Do I understand myself more? Have I grown in compassion for myself? In what areas of my life? Am I still beating myself up or being too hard on myself? In what areas? How is my sexuality? Do I carry shame or fear where sexuality is concerned? Okay, moving to a different subcategory of love and intimacy. How are my friend relationships? Am I honest, totally honest with anyone? Do I trust my friends? Sounds a little obvious, but you'd be surprised. I counsel a lot of people who have a million friends and not one true friend. No one they can talk to. Do I feel known and respected? Who have I grown closer to this year? Who have I grown further from this year? And how do I feel about this? Is the time I have allotted for friendship invested in the best people for me? Are they wise? Are they trustworthy? Are they reliable? Are they honest? Am I making enough time for friendships? Do I stay in touch with my friends? Do I ghost people? Do I fear intimacy with friends? Do I allow my friends to see the weaker, needier parts of me? Finally, last subcategory, how is my intimate relationship with my spouse or partner, if applicable? Have I grown or decreased in love and respect for this person? Do I know why? Can I say at the end of this year, I love them more, I respect them more, or I love them less, I respect them less? And if so, why? Am I a better listener than I was at the beginning of the year? Do I feel heard by my intimate partner more or less than at the beginning of the year? Why? Is it the same? How's our sex life? Am I communicating about this? Do we have a sex life? Do I want one? How's that going? Do I feel safe emotionally? Does my partner feel safe emotionally? How has our communication about this improved or disintegrated? Do I enjoy this relationship? Do I enjoy it more or less since the beginning of the year? And what can I do about this? Now remember that relationships are supposed to be growing, and part of what does the job of growing our relationships is time. And for that, we just have to stay in the relationship. And why does time grow a relationship? Because we have more experiences. We make more memories together as time goes by. But the other thing that grows our relationships is us. Honest conversations, intentional moments of deepening connection, growing in selflessness, not codependency. There's a difference but growing in the ability to be present with who and what another person is, again, not who they are for us, but who they are for themselves and deepening the connection with that person. So it's good for us to ask how our relationships are going and take that inventory. Okay, number three, work and career. You know, I just had a conversation over the holiday with my best friend's dad, and we were talking about 
the pandemic and coming out of the pandemic and how people have been doing and how difficult it is to find people who want to go back to work. And we were talking about the spiritual and psychological importance of work. Friends, I'm going to stop and say a couple things about this because it's so important. It's important for us to understand how important work is. Work isn't just about how we make our money. Not at all. It's the expression and validation of our talent, our creativity, and the skills in the community that we offer on a daily, weekly, yearly basis. It's not a small thing. Your career is not a small thing. How we feel about our careers directly impacts our mental health. I would say that half of the time clients are talking about relationships and the other half, they're talking about work. They're talking about the productivity of their own lives. It is the content of therapy. It's extremely important and it contributes to mental and emotional health. So it's worth a look. I mean, look, there's 168 hours in a week, right? At least 40 of them, at least 40 is going to be spent on your career if you work a full-time job. That's almost a quarter of your time. That's a chunk of your life. Consider that you spend another quarter of it sleeping, <laughs> okay? So I'm making the case here for why we really need to evaluate our careers and our work lives. Now, if our work is raising a family, we still need to do this work and consider these questions. That is your job. Whatever your work is, I'm not talking about work for which you get paid. I'm talking about the daily work of your day, okay? Ask yourself, how do I feel about it? Do I enjoy it? Do I feel it's a meaningful expression of my talents? Do I feel that I contribute in some way? Do I have a sense of contribution? Is this important to me? If I am contributing, what am I contributing? And why is that important? Why is it needed? Ask yourself, have you grown in skill? What skills need more work when it comes to the work of your day? What skills need improvement? And what is your plan to improve in those areas? Again, this is a really thorough inventory. Take your time. Really think through this. This is how we grow our lives with intention. Ask yourself, have I grown in proficiency? Proficiency is the measure of how much knowledge you have around your given subject matter and how you're applying it to the tasks that you do. That's proficiency. It's how well you know how to do what you do, okay? And if there's a gap or there's room for growth in your proficiency, what's your plan? What is your job? And what's your plan to improve it? Have you grown in efficiency? Efficiency is the measure of effort versus outcome, right? What's the plan to improve? Have you grown in production? Have you grown in output? What's the plan to improve? These are important questions about our work. Okay, category four, community and social life. Now this category is really about how well your community is meeting your social needs. And your social needs include things like shared activities, a sense of belonging, um, a sense that we need to meet the needs of other people. We need to feel that our presence matters. This is part of our social needs set. We need to have a sense of what groups we belong to, not in an exclusionary way or a tribal way. It's not about that. But a sense of, you know, birds of a feather flock together. And humans are the most sophisticated social creatures on the planet with the most complex systems of social interaction. This is part of how we operate and who we are as human beings. So it needs our attention. So let's ask ourselves some questions about how we're doing in our community and how we're doing in our social life. Okay? The most intimate relationship community that you're a part of is going to be your immediate family. So let's start there. How are my relationships with my children? And a good marker is, do I mostly enjoy them? Mostly. Not all the time, but mostly enjoy them. How are the boundaries with my kids? Am I practicing self-care? 
Am I allowing my children their own identities and their own boundaries, even if they conflict with my needs? Do my children treat me with respect? If not, what can I do about this? Do I treat my children with respect? And if not, what can I do about this? That's that intimate community, the community of the family. We've already addressed relationship with partner spouse, if partner spouse is in the picture in the family. Now let's ask, how is my relationship with my extended family, my family of origin? How are the boundaries? Do I feel loved? Do I want to be in these relationships? What needs do they meet? How are they contributing to my life? How am I contributing to theirs? Am I able to say no when I mean no, or do I say yes when I mean no? Am I practicing self-care with my family of origin? Am I allowing others their own identities and boundaries, even if they conflict with my needs? There's that question again. Now let's zoom out a little bit from immediate family, family of origin. Let's talk about friendships. Have my closest friendship shifted this year? Who is in my community? Who's in my tribe? Why did I pull this person in? What needs do they meet? What needs do I meet for them? Which of my values are being upheld in these relationships with my closest people? Do I trust my friends with my real feelings, my real struggles, my real victories? Why or why not? What would I like to see change or grow in my friendships? Here's a big question. Where do I belong? Where do I feel a sense of belonging? Like I walk into a room or a house or, and I belong here. I belong with these people. I belong with this person and I know it. What gives me the sense that I belong there? Who gives me a sense of belonging? What gifts and traits do I possess that contribute to my social circle, to my community? It's okay for you to know that. It's okay for you to own that. That's important. That means you're going to do it even more. You're going to bring your gifts. You're going to bring your talents. You're going to bring your traits to your community with ever-increasing love, passion, when you know what they are. What is my role in my various social circles, in my communities? Do I have an official role? Maybe I have a title. I'm the president of the PTA or I'm, you know, the captain of a softball league, whatever it is. Okay, do I have a repeat emotional role? What emotional role do I find that I play in my community again and again? Do I want this role? How do I feel about it? And finally, what are my various roles? Think about all the roles you have in your life. For myself, I am a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a counselor, I'm a friend, I'm an aunt, I'm a niece, I'm a fiance, I just recently got engaged. All of those are roles, okay? And every role needs my attention, it needs my conscious awareness, and in every role I need to connect, okay? So ask yourself, what are your various roles? Mother, father, sister, aunt, cousin, brother, nephew, friend, employee, boss, okay? How do you feel in each one? How are they going? Number five, health and fitness. I know, we are right in the holiday season and the sugar is everywhere, right? But, 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 we have to remember our physical health is not disconnected from emotional and mental health. They are integrally related. You are a holistic being and health is health is health. Okay, so let's take an honest look at where we are physically. This is an act of self-love. Ask yourself, am I in better, worse, or the same physical shape at the end of this year than at the beginning? Now, I am using universal markers of health, which is nutrition, exercise, and rest. So a couple of sub-questions here. Am I within a healthy weight range for my height and skeletal build? And I'm going to say a little bit more about that in a second. 
Am I exercising regularly? Am I sleeping and resting sufficiently? How's my water intake? How's my diet? Is it mostly whole foods or processed foods? And what changes would I like to see? Do I like the way I look? Now friends, there is nothing wrong with this question when it comes to health and fitness. To the degree that we are able to exercise, we are going to have a relationship with our image. It is normal. It is human. Now, this is where no shame becomes really important because there is nothing wrong with loving the body that you are in. And there's also nothing wrong with being within a healthy weight range. We all know this. Obesity is linked to many diseases and unwanted health outcomes. This isn't body shaming. It's actually loving. It's science. It's medicine. We need to be sober-minded about these things and stop ignoring the truth because we don't want to hurt our feelings. We need to be scientifically rooted and grounded in medicine around weight issues and around physical fitness. That's not body shaming. We don't need to be in a place of emotional reasoning about this. We need to be working from a place of scientific inquiry and study. And all studies on obesity as connected to disease show us that it's a risk factor. Okay? The body is designed to operate in a certain way under optimized conditions. And this is self-love. It's accepting how your body wants to eat, what it wants to take in, how it wants to move. So right up there with do I like the way I look is do I like the way I feel? You know, I used to be a personal trainer, and when I was a personal trainer, I was about 100 times more fit than I am now. I miss, I miss those days a lot of, you know, being in a gym all day. I could work out twice a day, and I would study my, you know, graduate studies books in between sessions. It was actually a great time of my life. But, you know, my clients would say, oh, you know, I wish I could have your level of fitness, you know, at the snap of a finger. And I would tell them, well, it takes work, and you'll get there. But what I used to say is this, if you could switch places with me for five minutes and feel how it feels to be in a healthy body, you'd make every change I'm recommending. It is about how you feel. When we are fit, when we are in a healthy weight range, when we are eating foods that are nourishing us, we feel lean, we feel fast, our brains actually think faster. If you want to get a good dose of brain health, follow Dr. Amen on Instagram. Doc Amen is his handle. Friends, the brain needs certain nutrients to be healthy. Your brain functions so much healthier when you are in good health. So health needs to be central in our self-care regimen, which is why we do our inventory about it. And again, no shame. Okay, number six, fun and play. This is another essential component of a life well-lived. No question at all. Some of us are not having enough fun. You know who you are. You're too serious. You work too much. You're taking life way too seriously. You're letting the hard times crash you and crush you down. Now, some of us may be having too much fun and we're escaping life and we're not taking life and work seriously enough. And maybe we're escaping responsibility. Maybe we're escaping pain. So some of us need to lighten up a little and goof off and some of us need to hunker down, but we need to take some inventory about it, okay? Do I schedule time for recreation? Is it quality time? In other words, do I feel refreshed? Do I feel revived? Do I feel reconnected to myself and others at the end of it? Or do I feel empty and wanting more? How do I feel about having fun in my life? How do I feel about planning vacations that are strictly for rest? Here's a great question. Do I laugh often enough? And do I laugh hard enough? Am I laughing enough in my life? 
just answering that question honestly will do you a world of good. All right, number seven, finances. Our financial lives are directly related to the sense of peace and self-assurance we have in our lives. We know this. We cannot even dispute this for a second. I can't tell you how many folks who are driven to suicidal thoughts over financial concerns. Finances are no joke. This is a big category of life. This is how we support ourselves. It's how we feed ourselves. But it's also how we get a sense of self-assurance in the world. Okay? Carries a lot of weight. So we need to review and assess our income and our financial habits and our spending habits periodically. I'd say once a year is a, a minimum. Okay? Some questions to answer. Am I making what I want to be making at my job? How much do I want to be making? And what is holding me back from making the money I want to be making? And how can I address this? So right now we're setting our eyes a little further ahead, right? We're looking up. We're aspiring. We're hoping. We're dreaming. This is healthy. Let yourself do it. How have I contributed or withdrawn from my retirement this year? If it's applicable, if that's where you're at in your financial path. Some of us, even listening to this section, might be thinking, oh, yeah, I don't think I have a financial plan, or I don't plan ahead, or I don't know what's coming, or I haven't saved for a rainy day. Okay, this is why we're doing this. Again, it's not to shame us. It's never to shame us. Shame does nothing. It's useless. It's a waste of time. But it is to sort of wake us up a little bit. Wait a second. This is my life here. How are my finances? Do I find that I spend money on things that are important to me or am I medicating emotion with purchases? What emotions do we medicate with purchases? Anger, hurt, loneliness, boredom, could be anything, fear, shame. Do I spend my money on things I need, on things I want, or am I running away from my feelings? Where does most of my expendable income go? Is this aligned with my long-term goals? What are my long-term financial goals? What is my plan? Finally, what is my relationship with money? Do I love money? Do I hate it? Do I fear money? Do I fear not having enough money? Do I fear having too much money? Do I work for money or does money work for me? A good book on that is Rich Dad, Poor Dad, if you haven't read that. Okay, finances. Again, we could do much more extensive inventories here, but we're moving along. Number eight, your home environment. Why is this important? Friends, this is your space. This is where you come home to. This is where your shoulders drop and your shoes come off and you pour yourself a beverage and you relax. This is where you rest. This is where you entertain. This is where you do your thinking and your inventorying, right? Unless you're in a coffee shop somewhere. Your home environment is your safe haven. It's important. Do you like where you live? Do you love where you live? Do you enjoy your home? Do you know how to enjoy your home? Is it set up in such a way where it's smooth, it's easy, it's organized? Is there clutter everywhere? Is it chaotic? Do you need to clean up? Do you need to organize? Do you need to just start fresh and feel the energy that comes from an uncluttered, clear, beautiful home? What changes can you make to enjoy your home more? Do you need a new coat of paint on the walls? Is that an investment you're willing to make? Do you need throw pillows? Do you need a squishy, yummy blanket? Do you need to finally get a bed that doesn't creak? Do you need a new mattress? Is that a worthy expenditure right now? This is your home environment. This is where you sleep. This is where you rest. Is there an improvement that you can make to your living situation that would improve your quality of life? What goals do you have for your dwelling place, for your home? 
If you rent, do you want to own? Do you want to upgrade rooms or fixtures or appliances? Do you want to move out? Do you want to move somewhere else? Do you want to move to a different area? If you live at the beach, do you want to move to the mountains? If you live in suburbia, do you want to move to the country or to the city? These are questions we have to ask ourselves. Just stop once a year and go, hang on, how am I doing at home? How does it feel? Does the space reflect me? Is the space meeting my needs in a way that's consistent with my priorities? Let me give you a hint. If you have a room in your house that you never go in, rethink it. If you have closets and drawers that you never open, rethink them. Okay, your home is your space. So let's make sure that it's where it needs to be for the year ahead. All right, last category, the big one. This is the one that encompasses every other category, personal growth. So I want you to become very individualistic about this. What do I mean by that? I mean, I want you to ask yourself this. What does personal growth look like for me? How do I measure it? What changes am I looking for in myself that signal that I've actually grown? What tools have I used for personal growth this year? What worked? What didn't work? Therapy, journaling, meditating, prayer, studying sacred texts, reading books, maybe spending intentional time in nature, maybe solitude, traveling alone, 12 steps, retreats, yoga, could be anything. What tools have I used that have worked and what haven't? Maybe it's time for a new therapist. Maybe you need to break up with your therapist. You're just not getting what you want out of it. Maybe journaling needs to step up a bit deeper, longer entries, deeper entries. Maybe meditation is a place for you to go to next. Maybe you need to get with someone who's spiritually advancing and let them teach you how to pray, how to meditate, how to read books. How can you take this further? And how have these practices worked for you? What's been difficult? What are the hardest parts of them? And what changes have occurred as a result? How have you grown? Ask yourself, how's your mental health? Look at the quality of your thoughts. Are they about truth? Are they constantly emotional? Are they relational? Are you always worried about your relationships? Do you think about yourself Again, your thoughts. Do you think about yourself in loving, compassionate ways? Are you addicted to anything? A substance, a process, a behavior, shopping? Are you addicted to socializing? You can't be alone. Are you addicted to sex? You need that gratification daily, several times a day. Are you addicted to work? Are you addicted to masturbation? Gambling, eating, pornography, drugs, alcohol, sugar. You know how that is. We've talked about it before. Addiction to sugar is a thing. Ask yourself, am I generally content? And if not, why? What are the areas of my life that are producing consistent discontentment? Do I experience joy? Am I depressed? Do I have suicidal thoughts? Am I miserable? Has melancholy become a habit? Do I allow joy? Do I allow the light in? Am I anxious? Am I worried? Am I insecure? What have I done to improve my mental state? Do I have any secretive behaviors or addictions that I hide from others? That old saying in AA, you're only as sick as your secrets. How is my emotional health? Can I name my feelings? Can I share my feelings with others? Do I feel shame when I do this? Do I feel heard? Am I validated? Do I view emotions as weakness or immaturity? Do I connect emotionally with others? 
And what would I like to be true of me next year at this time? What would I like to say, I have personally grown in these areas? What is my plan to achieve that goal? So some questions for reflection. As if there hasn't been enough. (laughs) We're almost done. Is there more or less shame in me than this time last year? That's a good question. Is there more or less fear in me than this time last year? Am I more or less angry day-to-day now than at the beginning of the year? Is there more or less anxiety in me now than this time last year? Am I more at peace or more anxious? Do I love myself more or less? All right, folks, that should do it. There's a personal inventory. Those nine categories encompass so much of what comprises our lives. And if I missed any big ones, just send me an email. Maybe I'll throw them in next time. I love that quote by Socrates. It saved me a number of times. A life unconsidered is not worth living. Now, look, we don't need to ponder and pontificate on our lives every day, all day. We don't need to do that. But it is useful. It is wise. It is prudent to devote some time at the end of each year and just ask yourself, how'd I do? Another year has gone by. How'd I do? That's the yearly inventory. Now, before the year's out, I want to do another podcast on the pros and cons of New Year's resolutions, but suffice it to say, I'm not a big fan. Why? Because I don't believe you need to wait until January 1st to make major changes. Just do them as soon as you're ready. If it's July 17th, if it's August 3rd, it doesn't really matter. As soon as you're ready, as soon as the pain is there and the path is before you, change. Make the change. A date is not going to provide motivation, but pain will. Okay, so we're going to talk about that more next time. But for right now, take this personal inventory, really write it down, Put it in an envelope, seal it, keep it in a journal you're going to read, and then go back and look at your goals. I just did this from last year, and there were some that I thought, man, Vanessa, you nailed it. Good job. And then there were some I got that pit in my stomach, and I thought, dang it, I didn't do that this year. So that's important for me to know. I just move it to a column in the next year and keep going. No shame, but lots of honesty. For now, your sole work is to discover who you truly are and learn how to love that human being. Before the year's out, take the time to do this inventory, and this is going to give you clarity and purpose for the year ahead, and we'll all be growing together. Thanks for listening today. Please keep leaving five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. It's so encouraging when you send me emails. Please leave written reviews if you love the podcast. Share this with a couple of people who you know will take this to heart and do this inventory. Thanks again for listening. I'll be with you again in a week. This podcast is recorded in Nashville, Tennessee, and edited by Jared Bentley. I'm Vanessa Londino, and you just listened to the Vanessa Londino Podcast.